From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Traditions are great. They give us an idea of what to expect. In the case of our performers today, the BYU Singers, they have a 30 years tradition of excellence since their founding by Dr. Ronald Staley, which has taken them across the U.S. and to many countries, including most recently China. But change is also great. It opens the door for something new and intriguing. Our program today celebrates the 30-year tradition of the BYU Singers and also opens a brand new chapter in that tradition. It's their premiere year with their new director, Dr. Andrew Crane. We'll get to know him and some of the choir members in the next few minutes and, of course, lots of wonderful choral music. We'll start with a contemporary American composer from Flint, Michigan, Molly I. James with O Come and Sing Unto the Lord, conducted by graduate student Heidi Webb, accompanied by Braden Reimer and Christopher Webb.
Come and Sing Unto the Lord from composer Molly I. James, Braden Reimer and Christopher Webb, piano four hands, accompanying and graduate student Heidi Webb was the director. Dr. Andrew Crane is the new associate professor of choral conducting and conductor of the BYU Singers, a, do- a doctorate in musical arts from Michigan State University, and a bachelor's and master's degrees from BYU. Thank you so much for coming, Dr. Crane. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be here. So since 1984, Dr. Ronald Staley conducted, directed the choir, founded it until his recent retirement. Literally, the baton gets passed right. <laughs> on to right. you. But this isn't completely new. You actually had a stint being a member of the BYU Singers. Yes, I was a member of this group when I was uh, a graduate student, actually, uh, here at BYU. And it was a time when I was both uh, teaching choir at Provo High School across the street, and I would come back and sing in BYU Singers and go back to Provo High and teach some classes. So uh, I'm excited to be the director now of of an ensemble of, of which I was a member earlier. Well, we have all 40 members here in our studio. We just barely fit, but man, it sure sounds good to hear these <laughs> great you. voices. Now, before you came, you were the director of choral activities at East Carolina University, four years, and six years before that, same position at California State University, San Bernardino. And I wonder if you talk about your last posting, you really did leave on a high note, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, my position at East Carolina was a wonderful one, and I, I really enjoyed the area and the School of Music and the students there, and um, you know, was not really looking for a new job, and, uh, and this opening just came up with the announcement of Ron Staley's retirement. But it was a great, uh, a great experience there at East Carolina. In fact, in the, in the last um, year that I was there, the, the chamber singers that I conducted won a major international competition. And uh, so, as you said, it, it was kind of leaving on a high note. And this was the first American choir to that's, win this that's competition. That's right. Uh, the competition is always won by Europeans, and um, it was pretty evident. Is that, that one of their bylaws? <laughs> you, you might say that. No, but uh, it was pretty evident because they didn't seem too happy with us by the end of it. The other choirs <laughs> weren't very happy to talk to us because they had bragging rights for so many years. Well, we're glad to have you here on campus at BYU. Thank but you. I, I want to ask about how, how, how does a search like this go on? When, when, when their position is open, I, I happen to know that they actually called and said, would you please come talk to us about this? Well, I mean, they, I think they probably made calls to various people wanting to, you know, who, who they knew were out there in, in, the, in the world doing choral conducting. And I was one of those people because here at BYU, there's, you know, they're looking for people with a certain kind of pedigree and, uh, and members of the church. And um, anyway, uh, and then once I submitted an application, there was a, a process of submitting videotapes and uh, recordings and phone interviews and then coming out here to, to BYU for a live interview, working with choirs, teaching classes, con- teaching conducting lessons. So it was quite a process, and uh, I just feel incredibly grateful to have come out on this end of that process. <laughs> and what a great choir with the tradition of touring not only the U.S., but so many different places around the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that's very exciting for me is because uh, uh, when I, when the summer before I came here, um, the Performing Arts Management Department called me and was talking about future tours. And uh, I said, hey, just send me, send me would you please, a, a list of the tours that the choir has taken in the last 30 years. And I was very impressed to see the, the many countries and parts of the world that this choir has traveled over the years. Nice. Well, we're going to hear some more music here. Our next piece is from a Norwegian composer born in 1980 in Trondheim. That's Kim Andre Arneson. And 
Braden Reimer will accompany the choir on Flight Song. And if, you, if you'd like, you can go online, you can Google this. Uh, well, actually, go to the choir website. We'll give that to you in just a minute. The BYU Singers YouTube account, you can check this out. And they actually uh, filmed in the, on the main floor of the Fine Arts Center uh, this piece, Flight Song.
Flight Song by Norwegian composer Kim Arneson, the Braden Reimer accompanying, and Dr. Andrew Crane, brand new director of the University Singers, was who we just heard conducting. The BYU Singers have performed in some very prestigious concert halls around the world, Carnegie Hall in New York City, the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., also the Sydney Opera House and Town Hall, the Capella in St. Petersburg, Musikverein in Vienna, and the Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles. Elizabeth Coleman is a graduate student in vocal performance. Elizabeth, thank you for coming and singing. It's great to be here. Now, you actually went to Arizona State for your undergrad. I did. Opera, uh, vocal performance, and now you've uh, graduated, I guess, from from chorus roles in operas here at BYU. <laughs> you've been in Deflator Mouse, uh, Mozart's uh, in Figaro, Countess Alma Viva, Verdi's Falstaff, and the work by uh, Manon by Massenet. Yes. I have to ask you real quick, from... When you're trying to have a voice that can fill a concert hall, and then you're also trying to adapt yourself for an ensemble group like this, is that hard on your solo voice or vice versa? Um, it used to be. Mm-hmm. I've, gotten, I've gotten pretty used to it by now. <laughs> it does seem like a challenge where you have to blend so much instead of... Yes, yes. Instead of wanting to stand out and be heard clear to the back wall. Right. I've had to check my ego at a few doors. <laughs> <laughs> well... Lots of groups have retreats, and this group is no exception. Was this before school started this year that you, you have your retreat, or is that after the school it year began? It was begins? a few weeks after the school year began. So we picture the retreat, everybody buried with their faces in their scores and everything, but we heard there was a certain amount of canoeing and other things going on. <laughs> Tell me about this. Uh, we usually go up to a really nice farm in Maple Mountain, in Mapleton, and it's a big there old is barn. canoeing, there are cows, and there's a big old barn, and... We're mostly just there for the food. <laughs> <laughs> that is an indispensable part of, of a, a choir retreat. So what, what do you do? What's the purpose of a retreat like that? It's, it's there to, to build unity. At the very beginning of the year, we're a new group. We don't know each other very well. And spending two days together like that really helps to build new friendships. It helps to build a little bit of camaraderie. And it, it really, really helps our sound. As a group. Just working on the blend. Yeah, absolutely. So do you do sectional rehearsals or mostly talking about the philosophy of the group? What kind of thing? It's a little bit of everything. Um, We'll have sectional rehearsals. We'll chat about group philosophy. We'll have devotionals and work on a little bit of spiritual health as well. And Uh, I have to ask about the most recent tour to China. (laughs) Did you learn Chinese songs? We did learn Chinese songs. I cannot remember a single one of them. But, but, you, but you could at the moment, I'm assuming. Yes, okay. yes. And the Chinese people loved them. So. Well, I hear you got in on your very first audition for BYU Singer, so congratulations on that. Thank you. But real quick, let me just ask you a last question about the audition process. It's intimidating. Um, I mean, is it just a, a big show up at this hall at this time, or do you sign up for a slot? It's a step-by-step process. Um, so when I came, I, I sat and auditioned for another graduate student in the choral conducting program, and then that person said to me, okay, now you can go sing for the actual conductors. And so I got to meet with actually all three of the choral conductors at the time, which was Dr. Staley and, and Sister Hall and Sister Apolloni and... It was nice. a great experience, actually. Good. Well, thank you for talking with us. That's Elizabeth Coleman, graduate student in vocal performance. We're going to hear more music now. This piece arranged by Stacy Gibbs. It's I Don't Feel No Ways Tired. Dr. Andrew Crane accompanying this time, with and uh, or at least giving the pitch. I'm seeing him at the piano here. Graduate student Gideon Burroughs directing. 
Graduate student Gideon Burroughs conducting the BYU Singers and Stacy Gibbs' arrangement, I Don't Feel No Ways Tired. Just a reminder, uh, Dr. Crane, he will be accompanying this next piece. It's called No Time, and I want to mention that when he was at Cal State University San Bernardino, he received the College of Arts and Letters Outstanding Teaching Faculty Award. Kind of a, you can see why he was on, on the list for the search committee. Here are the BYU Singers singing No Time.
piece is called No Time, arranged by Susan Brumfield, pianist Andrew Crane, the choir, following each other. Next, we're going to talk to another one of the students. This is Stephen Clough, who is a PhD. Uh, I'm getting notes that we're not. We're going to talk with Stephen in just a minute. Stephen, you can just shake in your boots here for another moment here. So, Dr. Andrew Crane, so we, you've directed, now you've played the piano. The only thing left is to make you tap dance and okay, sing. Okay, sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, they can't see the tap dancing on the radio, but trust me that it's, it's really excellent. It's, it's really, really excellent. Okay. Uh, you are streaming concerts now using new technology. Right. Talk about how do people find this if they want to see this. Well, I wish I knew the exact URL, but if they were to uh, Google live stream BYU School of Music, they'll be led to a website. And uh, really many of the events that happen in the Dion Concert Hall are now live streamed. And so you can watch it in the comfort of your own home in real time. Um, and just in the last few weeks, we've adopted a system that not only is live streaming, but it has multiple camera angles. So you're able to see your favorite singer on stage, you know, and uh, it's, it's really the most kind of professional cutting edge technology they have now. Nice. So you can really be part of it, even yeah, if you're not here on exactly. campus. Exactly. But don't you make that an excuse to not come to the Dion Concert <laughs> Hall, especially on April 1st, uh, 7.30. I'll give a little <laughs> plug for our upcoming concert. For instance. <laughs> right. So I'm seeing some color-coded music. Mm -hmm. And it, it, is that genres, or it's what was available in the copy center? At well, the time? I'll, I'll tell you, there's act an actual reason for that. We try to keep, have each piece have a different color. Uh, in one way, it makes it fast when you want to rehearse that piece. You say, okay, turn to the orange one. Huh. You know, there's also a kind of psychological freshness when you mm. turn the page and there's a new color ra rather than everything being in white. It just is a little extra strategy to keep them on their toes. So in case you're, this colors your perception, the last piece we heard was on salmon. That's right. Okay, <laughs> so something like that. Just want you to know. Now, there's about a 1,000 students at BYU in the BYU Choral Music Program, uh, counting BYU Singers, the Men's and Women's Chorus, Concert Choir, University Chorale. We're not even including a couple of a cappella groups. Right, and, and there's also choirs in different clubs on campus. For example, when I was a student here, I was in the Italian club, and the Italian club had its own choir. I think there's a Scandinavian club choir. So there really are a lot of singing students here on campus. So is that, compared with other universities where you've been, is that a high percentage, or is this a typical thing to have that many people? I have to tell you that it is absolutely atypical in mm. that it's, it's so rare uh, and virtually unparalleled, in my opinion, to have so many students involved in choral singing. Every, every school of this size certainly has a choral program, but the, the numbers uh, of the ensembles and the numbers of participants far exceeds anything that I've ever seen. I also want to mention, I was not kidding about you could also sing a solo for us because you do have a career as a professional solo ensemble tenor. You've appeared with groups like the Los Angeles Bach Festival, the Santa Fe Desert Chorale. I could go on and on. Lansing Symphony Orchestra, North Carolina Master Chorale. How does this work to be a, a, a soloist who goes and performs and teaching? Yeah. Um, is that hard? On, again, is that hard on your voice? Often teachers have to demonstrate, don't do it this way, <laughs> do it this well, way. Well, I, I would say that for me, it hasn't been that hard on my voice because it's them that they're the ones singing. I'm just the one waving my arm. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> while I do have to speak and model and demonstrate in class, it's not too vocally taxing for me. And um, usually the kind of jobs and uh, gigs that I'm uh, doing as a professional singer are either going to be on weekends or during summer and Christmas break, I try to really schedule myself so I don't miss too much class. 
Nice. Well, let's hear some more music talking with Dr. Andrew Crane, who this year is the new conductor of the BYU Singers. The piece we're going to hear is Estrella Eluanova, accompanied by bongos, an arrangement by Ator Villalobos, edited by Christian Grasses. Two soloists, Melody Price and Amanda Ritter, and bongos, Michael Carter. BYU singers, Estrella Eluanova, Melody Price, Amanda Ritter, soloist, bongos, Michael Carter. The BYU singers, who are actually now in amazing quietness, all 40 of them moving to a fabulous new formation, <laughs> they performed and recorded two of Eric Whitaker's songs as part of their solo premiere at New York's Carnegie Hall in 1999. And after that, the composer requested the choir record his complete a cappella works. That happened in 2001, and again recently with another installment of his compositions recorded. The BYU singers have performed on 15 BYU recordings to date, including eight solo recordings. Here's another piece. This is from The Music Man, arranged by Kirby Shaw. Solo from Laney Overall in the middle of this a cappella performance of Till There Was You.
Great music by Meredith Wilson. He wrote some good ones. Till There Was You, that's from The Music Man, arranged by Kirby Shaw with a solo at the end there from Laney Overall. Beautiful acapella. Now we are going to get to talk to Stephen Clough. Uh, Stephen, you have been for seven years involved some way in choir. Yes. Now we should point out it's not taking you seven years to graduate. No. You're actually in your PhD program. And so PhD in mechanical engineering. So of course you're in choir, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I tell people that um, as an introverted engineer myself, I need choir to thrust me in the world of the over-the-top extroverted choir person so I can be well-balanced. <laughs> so I understood, though, that you had not actually participated in choir until not, you got to the university. Yeah, not in high school. I, I uh, participated in band, marching band, jazz band, all instrumental. And so music has been a part of my life since I was a child. So what made you think, i got to go try out for a choir? <laughs> Uh, my sophomore year, I was an RA on campus, and I had a couple of uh, guys on my floor who were in the men's chorus, hmm. and they ranted and raved about how awesome it was, and I decided I had to experience it for myself, so I, I joined, and I, uh, I, it was such an incredible experience that I needed choir in my life from that point on. So then you went on to be in the BYU Concert Choir three years after that, and then the next three in the BYU Singer. So how does yes. this work with the PhD program? Well, as an undergraduate, um, it was definitely a time commitment. I had to make room for it and plan out, and I spent a lot of late nights on campus making sure I was keeping up with my homework. But as a graduate student, um, most of my time is much more self-directed. It's less of a course load, though now my responsibilities have shifted more towards research and more towards uh, um, things that I can do from home or at any time of the day. And so it makes it easier for me to fit it into a schedule. So what is it that you get out of this that you feel like, I'm just going to keep doing this as long as I can? <laughs> at this point, I, I think I just need it to stay sane. But, um, <laughs> it's very much um, a cathartic experience for me to you know, work through uh, the stuff that I have to focus on as part of my program and then come and focus on something completely different, something that's both enjoyable and it's just a wonderful experience. Well, I have to ask you, because we heard that on the way back from China, you had a little delay oh, yes. getting out. So <laughs> would you care to share that with sure, us? Sure, yeah. Um, so there was a technicality with our visas. We're not sure exactly what the issue was, but um, at the end of the tour, I get a call at midnight before the day we're supposed to fly home saying, 16 of us have been chosen to be uh, kept behind <laughs> um, so that we could be questioned by a local police jurisdiction there. And Okay. Um, so I was one of the 16, and we got taken to a police station the next morning uh, where we sat there for about eight hours in a, in a comfortable room but had bars in the windows. It was, but uh, um, it, oh, This is while the rest <laughs> of the group is leaving? Yes, they, they left that morning. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, um, we, honestly, we didn't feel afraid. We weren't worried. Uh -huh. um, we uh, were accompanied by the head of the Performing Arts Management Department here at BYU. Took very good care of us. We, we were just in that... Uh, that room playing games and laughing and the uh, the Chinese police officers on duty were rather confused at how upbeat we were given that we were <laughs> foreigners being detained by a foreign government. They're thinking, yeah. these guys must be used to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Stephen Clough, PhD in mechanical engineering, who is managing to be in his seventh year of choir even while going through all of the different programs. We're going to have a final piece now from the BYU Singers. So glad to have them in studio today. This is Jake Runestadt's a cappella, Alleluia.
Jake Rinnestat's Alleluia performed live just now in our performance studio by the BYU Singers with conductor Dr. Andrew Crane. Information about the choir's upcoming projects, concerts, and even information about the audition process is online at singers.byu.edu. Dr. Crane, thank you for bringing the choir. It's my pleasure. It's been a great experience coming here. Do you have anything that you formulated in this first year like, okay, now I know what I want to do and it's this? Well, I think that my main uh, objective coming in this year was not to mess anything up, but to, uh, but to mission ca- accomplished. <laughs> yeah. okay. But to carry on the tradition of BYU singers, which has always been uh, musical and choral excellence uh, combined with a commitment to living the gospel and uh, and spreading the aims of the BYU education. Well, thank you, you and the group. It's beautiful to hear the blend. Thank you very much. For those listening at home, or if you only caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the first part, hear it again, or share it. It's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. 
Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our associate producer is student Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thank you.